Hello all, and welcome to this episode of No Home for Heroes. No Home for Heroes explores history's military mysteries regarding Americans who are missing in action from our past wars. These long-forgotten MIAs are remembered here. Today's episode is titled, Is a Tarawa MIA Buried in Arlington's Tomb of the Unknown Soldier? And I'm your host, Rick Stone. No Home for Heroes is a trademark production sponsored by the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation. For more information on the foundation, visit our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. If you're hearing this preview of No Home for Heroes on YouTube or Audio Burst, we invite you to listen to the complete podcast on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast platform you prefer. And now it's available on iHeartRadio for streaming. This is truly a special episode of No Home for Heroes because we are going to take on what is probably the holy grail of all MIA case investigations. Just who is buried in the tomb of the unknown soldier? You know, even attempting to find the answer is controversial. But we've never been shy about courting controversy. Stay tuned and we'll put on our special beanie with a propeller on top and join the ranks of propeller heads all over the world who propose wild theories about history's mysteries. This promises to be a wild and crazy episode. So buckle up and join us in a lot of fun in today's episode of History's Military Mysteries, No Home for Heroes. All of us here at the Foundation want to dedicate this episode to our loyal listeners in the U.S. Army's 3rd Infantry Regiment, known as the Old Guard, whose sentinels guard the tomb of the unknown soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. And now, on with our show. On one hand, today's episode is a huge departure from our usual case investigations of World War II MIA mysteries featured on our other broadcast. But, on the other hand, it is, as we said, the ultimate history's military mysteries, and, as we said, the holy grail of all MIA investigations, surely to be the most controversial of all of our investigations. Just who is buried in the tomb of the unknown soldier from World War II? At the time of today's podcast, there remain, oh, a little over 72,000, 72,000 missing American servicemen and servicewomen from World War II. But the most famous one of all is not really missing. In fact, you may have visited the site of his or her burial during your family vacation in Washington, D.C. this summer. And there's absolutely one thing you can be sure of. The individual representing World War II Inside the tomb of the unknown soldier is one of these 72,000 MIAs. One of the must-see sites in any visit to our capital is a tour of the Arlington National Cemetery, where so many heroes are buried. And the crown jewel of the cemetery is, of course, the tomb of the unknown soldier. Guarded in sacred honor 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, in all kinds of weather, and despite any man-made disasters, including other wars, terrorist threats, or national emergencies. Stay tuned while we tell you some surprising facts about history's most famous MIA. And we may be 
able to narrow down the cast of candidates down a little from the 72,000 plus possible matches to the MIA who's buried in the tomb of the unknown soldier. When I was on the command staff of the Dallas Police Department, one of my unofficial duties was to deal with individuals who came to the police chief's office and claimed to have incredibly important inside information on various conspiracies and famous police cases. I think in Dallas, of course, the most prevalent theme of these often well-meaning but sometimes seriously mentally disturbed individuals was, of course, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy in Dallas in 1963. I treated each and every one of these people with dignity, courtesy, and respect while I patiently listened to stories about, well, things like how JFK's ghost had visited them and revealed a grand conspiracy involving the makers of Rice Krispies or who was actually on the grassy knoll. Sometimes these people got their information from the marble lions outside the statues and the front of the Dallas Public Library. It was a crazy and wild time. Well, to maintain my sanity with a little humor, as all of us did in police work, I privately dubbed these types of people as propeller heads, <laughs> in reference to the little toy beanie with a plastic propeller on top that was a fad in the 1950s and 60s. I don't know about you, but kids in my neighborhood would twirl their propellers and believe they were flying to the moon. Well, just like my propeller heads in Dallas who actually believed the stories they spun in my office about whatever was their fascination. My favorite of these was a guy who confessed to the assassination, even though he was born five years after President Kennedy was killed. This person insisted that I arrest him and wouldn't leave until I signed my name and badge number to the back of a milk duds package that placed him on house arrest until further notice. I truly hope he's still not at home 30 years after I talked to him. If he's listening to this podcast, hey, Billy Bob, you can leave the house now. Your sentence has been served. And oh, by the way, Billy, don't look for a phone booth to call someone to tell them that you're out. Pay phones, like beanies with propellers, are practically non-existent these days. Well, at the risk of validating all those knuckleheads at the Joint POW-MIA Accounting Command Laboratory who thought my ideas in 2011-2012 about narrowing possible matches to MIAs with biometric correlations and using DNA to identify remains were, quote, crazy, well, I am anointing myself today into the exalted realm of the Royal Order of Propeller Heads just for our podcast. For all of us who've investigated cases of missing persons, including MIAs, there are some famous cases that we'd all like to claim to have found the solution. Organized crime figure Jimmy Hoffa and famous flyer Amelia Earhart come to mind. Would you believe that Amelia Earhart's mystery has a Tarawa connection? Sure enough, but, and there's always a but in history's military mysteries, that is the subject of another No Home for Heroes, Heroes podcast in the future. And when I was the police chief in Hollywood, Florida, I remember jokingly suggesting that Jimmy Hoffa was buried beneath the ceremonial garden in front of Hollywood City Hall due to the city's historical connection with organized crime figures dating back to John Gotti and even Al Capone. 
After three years as the police chief in Hollywood, I found there was enough of these type of characters both inside and outside city employee that maybe the joke about Jimmy Hoffa's burial location wasn't such a joke after all. Hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I still wonder, you know, hiding a body in plain sight would be a great idea to make someone simply disappear. But I digress, so pardon me. On August 3, 1956, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed a bill to select and pay tribute to the unknowns of World War II and the unknowns of the Korean War. The selection ceremonies and the internment of these unknowns took place in 1958. The World War II unknown was selected from remains exhumed from cemeteries in Europe, Africa, Hawaii, and the Philippines. Well, here's the first clue that a Tarawa MIA might be buried in the tomb of the unknown soldier. Guess where all the unknowns from the Battle of Tarawa were buried? If you guessed Africa, <coughs> wrong. If you guessed Hawaii, you win a cookie. On 16 May 1958, the Pacific candidate for the Tomb of the Unknowns was selected from four unknowns buried in the Manila American Cemetery and two unknowns buried in the Punchbowl Cemetery in Honolulu, Hawaii. Two candidates from the six were selected by Army Master Sergeant Ned Lyle. They became semi-finalists, and the other four were reburied in the Punchbowl Cemetery in Honolulu. There were 282 unknowns originally recovered from the Battle of Tarawa that received a designated number as an unknown, and an attendant X-file of documents that corresponded to that number. Hence, the phrase we often use on these podcasts and in our investigations, referencing unknowns as X-155 or X-70 or whatever number pertains to that particular case. Here's the second clue that a Tarawa MIA might be buried in the tomb of the unknown soldier. Guess how many of the original Tarawa unknowns do not have a paper file in the National Archives. If you guess two or more, eh, wrong. If you guess just one, you win a hostess Twinkie. The two Pacific Theater semifinalists were flown to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and placed on board the USS Boston, the first of the Navy's guided, guided missile cruisers. They were then transferred on the Boston to a spot off the Virginia Capes. All files and documents pertaining to these semifinalists were ordered destroyed to prevent someone, like me, from figuring out just who they might be in the future. Navy Hospital Corpsman First Class William R. Charette, at the time the U.S. Navy's only active duty Medal of Honor recipient who was an enlisted man, selected the World War II unknown. There, one finalist from the Pacific Theater was chosen, and the remaining casket received a solemn burial at sea. On 26 May 1958, the Pacific Theater finalist was transferred to the USS Canberra, resting off the Virginia Capes, to join the European Theater finalist. One of these two was selected, and the other was buried at sea about eight miles off the Virginia Cape. The World War II Unknowns casket arrived in Washington, D.C. on May 28, 1958. He lay in the Capitol Rotunda with an unknown from the Korean War until the morning of May 30th 
when they were carried on caissons to Arlington National Cemetery. President Eisenhower awarded each the Medal of Honor, and the unknowns of World War II and the Korean War were interred in the plaza beside their World War I comrade. They remain there today in honored glory. Here's the third clue that a Battle of Tarawa MIA might be buried in the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. In the National Archives at College Park, Maryland, there's an ancient, original IBM machine printout labeled, quote, Burial Location File, World War II Unknowns, Project Number 25-002-05, Department of the Army, Office of the Quartermaster General, dated 15 August, 1952, quote. This old and ancient printout has the unknowns recovered from the Battle of Tarawa listed in sequence according to their X-file number. Guess how many of the original 282 Tarawa unknowns have their information redacted by being blacked out on the computer printout at the National Archives? If you guess two or more, eh, wrong again. If you guess just one, you win a dozen donuts, chocolate, with sprinkles. And since the list was sequential, you know, it really doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out that the unknown X-file number was available in the redaction. In between the line on the printout with X-230 and the line with X-232 is a line that has been completely blacked out with whatever the forerunner of the magic marker was in those days. All of the information has been completely obliterated. But do you think you can figure out the missing X file number between X230 and X232? Here's the fourth clue that a Tarawa MIA might be buried in the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. On 3 April 1948, correction, 3 April 1946, the Army Graves Registration Service personnel on Tarawa began exhuming casualties from the hundreds of casualties buried in designated cemetery graves and dozens of isolated graves on the island and reburying them in what was designated as Lone Palm Cemetery on Tarawa. Guess which unknown X-file number was recorded by the Army Graves Registration Service on a cemetery plot map as being buried in Plot 2, Row 10, in Lone Palm Cemetery. If you guessed X231, you win an entire Collins Street Bakery fruitcake from my hometown of Corsicana, Texas. To date, the obscure cemetery plot map by the Army Graves Registration Service appears to be the only document pertaining to X231 that escaped the original destruction order. and. If you guess that all four of these clues are linked individually to X231, you win the entire bakery. Apologies to my hometown, but some achievements in investigative deduction are worthy of a big prize. So the bottom line is this. The inescapable conclusion is that X231 must be either the unknown soldier buried in the tomb of the unknowns in Arlington or he was one of the two finalists buried at sea off the Virginia Capes in May 1958. The laws of probability and statistics tells us that one of our remaining, as of today, 412 Tarawa MIAs 
has a 33% chance of being the World War II unknown who is buried today at the Arlington National Cemetery in the tomb of the unknown soldier. And now, be warned, here's a blatant tease for a future No Home for Heroes podcast. Perhaps the most intriguing mystery among many associated with Tarawa's isolated burials is exactly who was X-231. At the present rate of identifications of World War II unknowns by the Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency, or DEPAW, the process of elimination will give us the answer in about a thousand years. I don't think any of us will be around for DEPAW to complete their mission. The Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation has submitted a Freedom of Information request for the files pertaining to X-231. We can expect the Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency to respond to our FOIA request in about three years. Oh, and by the way, federal law requires that requested documents be provided in 20 days. And when DPOD does respond, we expect that they will say they can't find anything. Oddly, <laughs> that response will probably be the final confirmation that X-231 is one of the finalists to be the unknown soldier. Despite that, you can bet our Foundation's Random Incident Statistical Correlation System, using historical data alone, can produce some ideas on the possible, probable, and most likely matches to X-231. Stay tuned for more propellerhead theories about who is the specific Tarawa Marine who might be in the tomb of the unknown soldier. And if you live in Hollywood, Florida, go by the circular flower garden in front of City Hall and say hello to Jimmy Hoffa for me. Thank you for listening to this special Propellerhead episode of No Home for Heroes. We hope you've enjoyed today's production. We hope you've enjoyed today's production half as much as we've enjoyed putting it together for you. And we invite you to check out our other podcast. You can now subscribe to listen free on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you like to listen to podcasts. And now even on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to tune in every Saturday when we will post a new episode of History's Military Mysteries Missing in Action. Episodes of No Home for Heroes are produced from the actual investigative case files of the Chief Rickstone and Family Charitable Foundation dedicated providing information to the families of missing American servicemen and missing American servicewomen. As always, we greatly appreciate your comments, and a special link is available for you to contact us on our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. We really look forward to your comments regarding today's special Propellerhead episode. You sure don't want to miss our next episode with another true story about one of our missing American heroes. Tune in to hear it for yourself next week on No Home for Heroes. Until next time, be careful, be safe, and wishing you fair winds and following seas. I'm your host, Rick Stone, reminding you that poor is the nation that has no heroes, but shameful is the nation that having heroes forgets them. <laughs>